I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Happy Monday, April 18th, and welcome to Not Gambling Advice. Today, we are doing some fantasy baseball talk. That's Colby Olson. I'm Peter Apple. We're giving you two pitchers who you should stream this week, while also giving you two waiver wire pickups that we see that are available in most leagues. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit us with a comment, hit us with a like, and make sure you're subscribed. And thank you to all listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Colby, we had a great week last week in fantasy baseball, and we're trying to move that over to this week. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I just hope that people picked up Jeremy Pena because he has been ripping the baseball last night he had a double a triple he's been walking he's been hitting the ball hard he looks everything as advertised and i'm super amped that i picked him to win rookie of the year but in fantasy i have him everywhere and i'm absolutely loving what he is providing to my team right now i've also been loving what alejandro kirk has been doing for me the guy just walks and hits the ball hard every single time he comes to the plate when you look at him you don't see an athlete but he performs like one. So we're going to start getting into our pitchers and our waiver claims. Colby, before we start with streamers, let's go into our waiver claims. So hit me with your first pickup on the offensive side. Yeah, so my one pickup is a guy that I viewed as a breakout candidate coming to this year. When we did our episode on outfielders that we think could break out this year, I brought this guy up as a late round guy. Now he's not owned in many leagues, only 13.5% ownership. It's Joe Adele of the Los Angeles Angels. Joe Adele has had an interesting approach thus far, Peter. He has a 61% hard hit rate, which is one of the best in baseball so far. He has two bombs. He's hitting everything in the air. He's hitting the ball hard, but he's also struck out in half of his plate appearances and has not walked. So if you're in an average league, you don't really care about that. But yeah, he's hitting 192 right now, but all of his expected stats are well above that. 61% hard hit rate is pretty insane. I'm going to bet that that the approach improves as he goes on, and that hard hit rate is enticing. At 13.5% ownership, if you have a Teoscar Hernandez injury, if you have one of these outfield injuries right now, this is a guy to pick up and could even be a guy that stays on your team in two, three, four weeks down the line. I like him as a pickup right now. The reason why I love Joe Adele so much is because he can help you in every single category in terms of runs and RBIs, of course, in that Angels lineup. But also he has a ton of home run pop and he can steal you a couple bases as well. And I don't think long term he's going to hurt you in the average department. For example, in one of my leagues, I've offered multiple trades now for Joe Adele. He's a guy who I really want to trade for because he's one of those rookies, didn't have a great year last year, and now is off to a slow start. Maybe people are souring on him a little bit, but he's a much better player than what he's shown thus far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one guy I just want to bring up, you bring up trades. Christian Yelich, I was looking today, has the second highest hard hit rate percentage in the league right now. A lot of that's on the ground, but that is super encouraging that he is hitting the ball so hard and healthy. I just wanted to bring that to our attention. I've seen uh, Yelich has been just inches away from a couple of home runs. Just a couple days ago, he lined in a 109 mile an hour line out off the center field wall, and it's about four, what, 08, 418, something with an eight in Milwaukee. And he hit it off the top of the wall, 
more power is coming through for Christian Yelich soon. And a guy who's already tapped into the power and he's in a great spot to hit is my first waiver wire pickup. And that's Elias Diaz of the Colorado Rockies. He's the catcher for them. And if you guys remember when we ranked our top 20 catchers, I was high on Elias Diaz and as you were as well, just because of the Coors effect and the amount of offense that he can get there. But the great thing is it's not just the Coors effect with Elias Diaz. He's actually been a really good player. Not only is he hitting 360 with an OBP above 400, but he's hitting everything really hard. He ranks near the top in hard hit rate, max exit velocity, average exit velocity. And the great part about Elias Diaz is I was watching him in the Cubs series and he doesn't take bad swings. He's not whiffing. He's not getting himself out of at bats. He's letting the game come to him and he's performing really well right now. And he's only owned in about 14.8% of leagues. So he's still available in about 85% of leagues at a catching position that's really thin. I really like Elias Diaz this year, and I think he could become a top 10 catcher potentially. I mean, this is a guy that really never got a shot. When he was in Pittsburgh, he was a backup, and now he's finally getting his true shot in Colorado, which is the best hitting ballpark. I mean, you've seen what Chris Bryant's done so far this year. He's absolutely taken what he was doing already with the Cubs, with, with, you know, with the Giants, and taking it to the next level because he's hitting in a freaking moon base. Space station. It's a literal space station. So, yeah, anybody that's on the, the Colorado Rockies, I'm in. And Elias Diaz is hitting the ball 52% hard hit rate right now, not striking out, 8% strikeout rate right now. He's doing everything right at the plate. Why not pick him up if you're, if you're slim on catcher? He's so readily available to 85% of leagues. He's still available, maybe in a 12, 14 team league. Maybe he's not available, but I know he's going to be available in a 10 team league. And of course, in an eight team league, he's not a super deep cut, which I do have for my next one, but he's a guy that you have to pick up if he's available in your league. Another catcher. This isn't one that I'm, this isn't my next guy, but I do want to bring him up is Austin Nola too. He's hit well so far. He looks healthier than he did last year. He was a guy that was, very, very good. Uh, Ty France was in that trade. No, he was traded for Ty France. So he's always had a pedigree of being a really good hitter. I would put Austin Nola on your watch list as well because he plays almost every day and he hits close to the top of that Padres lineup. He's hit leadoff sometimes for them too. So I'd put him him on the watch list as well. Absolutely. Put Austin Mine, on the watch list. <laughs> so my next guy is a pitcher, actually, not a streaming guy. We'll get into streaming guys later. Those are usually guys that you just kind of want for one or two starts. This is a guy you need to pick up because he will be on your team the whole year. It's Aaron Ashby of the Milwaukee Brewers. We talked about him as a guy that had a ton of upside coming into this season as a breakout arm. But the question was, was he going to get into this rotation, Peter, right? He's kind of that swingman type. Sometimes he's out of the pen. Sometimes he's in the rotation. He is getting his first chance to start today against the Cardinals. And in his last outing, he came in kind of in this long relief role, 3.1 innings pitched, zero earned runs, four Ks. He has a sinker slider changeup mix that, that kind of reminds me of Jordan Montgomery in a way. I think he can be a Jordan Montgomery type with a bit more K upside. You're getting a really, really good pitcher that's only owned in 8.9% of the leagues. And this is a guy that I think will stick in the rotation. If they're trusting him to be in the rotation now, they're, they're planning to keep him in the rotation long-term, I think. That's my only thing with Aaron Ashby is because now they have Eric Lauser, Adrian Hauser had such a good start. And then you have Freddie and Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. How much run is Ashby going to get? But you and I both look at Ashby and we say he should be the five starter because he's talented enough to do so. You say Jordan Montgomery. I almost think of them as a poor man's Shane McClanahan. 
And the reason why is because he gets the downward action on his fastball. It's not 98 like McClanahan, but he does throw it very hard. Jordan Montgomery seems a little bit more finesse than Aaron Ashby does. But regardless of where we're putting in his comp, that's the kind of player that we think he can be. He just needs to get run with the Brewers. So watch this start, see how he does against the Cardinals, and then make your decision. Because if he pitches well, there's more likely that he's going to get more run. The only issue, because he has the talent and he, and he will be good for the Brewers, is if they give him the run with all of their other starters. And I almost don't know if it matters if he's starting or not. Because like he, he came into that game late, 3.1 innings pitched. Still got the win, I believe. So I think you're still getting that upside whether he starts or not. He's a good guy to pick up, and he they might go a six-man rotation anyways, so he's going to get a lot of run either way. Um, I would I would very much pick him up in, in 12-team leagues, definitely get him. 10-team leagues, probably watch, watch, and, and maybe pick up after this start. Ashby is more of a deeper cut, and this guy is even more of a deeper cut. He's currently available in 98.2% of leagues. You can basically pick him up for free, and the guy is also slashing 429, 500, 714. Very, very small sample. Okay, this is Jose Siri of the Houston Astros. And Jose Siri is currently the fourth outfielder because they have Brantley and they have Chas McCormick and they have Kyle Tucker. But Jose Siri is the 14th best prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, in the Astros system. And he's one of the best outfield prospects that they have. And in 2021, it was, again, a super small sample, but he slashed 304, 347, 649 with four home runs and three stolen bases. My thinking is... Chaz McCormick is not the best option. He's a good option. But if I am the Astros, don't I want to give my younger guy who's performing really well more run than a guy like Chaz McCormick? Because Siri can play the outfield, not to the level that McCormick can, but it's not a huge drop-off. And I think Siri is a better bat. This is a guy who's not starting all the time yet, but he's a young, really good outfield prospect for the Astros. And I think as the year goes along, he will start to get more run. And this is a guy who will hit you home runs, steal your bases. He's going to score runs. And I don't think the average is going to kill you. And so far, 304 average last year, 429 average this year. I don't think it's going to kill you either. He's always been a high BABIP guy. And the problem with Jose Siri has always been that he strikes out a ton. Last year at a 35% strikeout rate with only a 2% walk rate, right? That is very, very concerning. But Peter, so far... 21 games, though, in his rookie year. I'm about to... Yeah, I'm about to flip the script because so far this year, in five games, I know it's only 16 plate appearances, 18% strikeout rate, 12% walk rate. He's finally walking. He's striking out less. Now, that's such a small sample. I'm not going to say anything about that, but that is something to watch if once he gets to 50 plate appearances and that kind of is staying around there because... Walk rate and strikeout rate are the quickest stats to normalize in baseball. They're the best way early in the year to see if guys are making approach changes. Yep. And if he's made an approach change and still hitting the ball as hard as he once was, this is a guy that should be starting the Astros lineup. And yes, does steal your bags, does have power, does have average upside. He He's going to be owned 50% of leagues in a month. That's what I'm talking about, Colby. That's what we bring you. We bring you the waiver wire pickups before they go crazy. So how about let's switch pages over to pitching this time now we're going to talk about our two streamers who we like this week these are pitchers that could be available in your leagues maybe not they 
probably should be, and they're going to get two starts this week, and we like those individual starts. Colby, who's your first pitcher that you're streaming? My first guy is Eric Lauer. Actually, my first and only. I don't even have a second because the streaming the streaming options out there this week are kind of slim. Um, yeah. We'll have to see tomorrow if anybody gets a spot start here or there. Uh, but right now I'm sticking with Eric Lauer. He gets the Pirates tomorrow or today on Monday. Uh, possibly the Phillies later in the week. So that might be a, a stay away. Um, but regardless, I really like him against the Pirates. Last year, he was a quality start machine. He had a quality start in eight out of 20 of his starts. He's not a guy that that is going to put up, you know, the, the most insane numbers, but he is a guy that can go six innings pitch, put up seven Ks, one or two earned runs, keep walks down, whip will be down. He's a really, really solid option. And the Pirates, yes, have been hitting pretty well so far this year. I think they're 10th in, in WRC plus so far this year. But I don't see them really, really attacking Lauer too bad. He minimizes a hard contact, and, and he should have no problem pitching well against the Pirates. I agree. I think he should pitch pretty well against the Pirates. It's, it's kind of hard to not pitch pretty well against the Pirates. And Eric Lauer lines up well. Those, match, those matchups are good, too. So I'm a big believer in Eric Lauer. That's why I was talking about Ashby is because – the Brewers have all these good pitching and I agree. I think Eric Lauer is a good streamer, but my streamer. And since you only have one, I'll just go back to back with mine. My first one is Josiah Gray, who has two starts at home. Josiah Gray, the Washington nationals, young pitcher, 24 years old, two starts this week. First one is today against Arizona diamondbacks and Madison Bumgarner. That's at home. He lines up well against Arizona Diamondbacks bats because their bats are just not very good and they don't hit right-handed pitching. But then on the other side, the Nationals last year were actually a good team against left-handed pitching. I think not only does Josiah Gray come out with a good start, but he comes out with a win as well against those Diamondbacks. And then my next, and he's currently available in about 87% of leagues. Can I touch on Josiah Gray real quick, Peter? This is not a streaming guy. This is a guy that even in 10 team leagues, you need to pick up and keep on your team because people don't know about him yet, but he's a rookie. He's a, a top prospect and has one of the best curveballs in all of baseball is displaying a slider that's out of this world. And he throws a fastball up in the zone that looks a lot better location wise this year. He was leaving it middle last year. A lot looks a lot better location wise. This is a guy that, that you're going to want on your team, even though the nationals are not great. If you remember, Josiah Gray was traded to the Nationals from the Dodgers with Kyber Ruiz. So both of them were sent over for the Trey Turner. And now we're seeing that next great pitching prospect for the Nationals start to debut. And then on he faces the Giants on Saturday as well. That might be a little bit of a tougher matchup. Love. No, love. I, I agree. I agree. I know I'm saying tougher than the Diamondbacks, but I still I still love the matchup against the Giants. Giants on the road. They're a little bit lighter hitting against righties. I think he's matchup proof. I think he's matchup proof at this point, unless he's facing like the Dodgers, this old team, he faced the Mets and, and did really, really well against the Mets. He has the whiff ability. He has the pitch ability. I'm not even worried about Josiah Gray, depending on the matchup anymore. I'm starting him everywhere. I own him a lot of places and I am super confident in this guy. And there you go. You got a Monday against the Dunbecks and you got a Saturday against the Giants and we're not even worried about the matchups, but I'm, I'm calling a win in that in today against the Diamondbacks. He's getting the win. Giants, we'll see, but I still think he'll turn in a good start. This guy might not be available in your league because he's one of the hottest pickups. But the only reason I'm going to talk about him is not only does he have two starts next week, but if he is somehow available in your league, 
you have to, have to, have to pick him up. That's Jesus Cesardo of the Miami Marlins. We've already talked about him before. His fastball is up a full two miles an hour. He's back in his hometown where he finally gets to relax and relieve himself of the mental blockage that was moving from team to team. We had the opportunity to interview him on the Just Baseball show, and that's all that he harped on was how good he feels about his stuff this year and how right he feels in the head. And when he feels right, throwing 98-99 from the left side with an absolute hook, he could be an ace-type level pitcher. That's how good this stuff is. But let's just talk about this week because he starts Tuesday at home against the Cardinals. That'll be a really good test. And we've already heard from our sources that the bullpen that he threw the other day was unreal, that he that he's just carrying over that momentum from start to start. And then he has one on the road against the Braves on Sunday. He's got a ton of swing and miss. He's going to get you a bunch of strikeouts. Can't guarantee any wins against the Cardinals and the Braves, but I do think that he's going to shove against both of those teams and continue to prove why this is maybe a breakout or just a most improved player in baseball type player. So we, we talked about him on Friday. So I hope you already grabbed him because we've been gushing about Lazardo forever. The other guy I want to bring up here, if you watched Hunter Green last night, I hope you ran to your waiver wire and picked him up. I'm sure everybody did. So that's not a guy that, that necessarily might be available now. But Peter, what he was doing last night to the Dodgers was one of the best best starts I've seen all year and one of the best starts I've seen from a young pitcher in a long long time he was gutsy out there he was poised he was gutsy when he had to make a pitch he made the pitch the most impressive at bat for me was Trey Turner last night he gets him he gets Trey Turner 0-2 he goes up one and two way out of the zone then he spikes a slider two and two throws a ball again it's three and two he's kind of lost the count at this point He shakes off the catcher twice, Peter. Shakes off twice, goes to slider, bang, gets Trey Turner. And he hung it. He hung a slider and still got Trey Turner. Gutsiest pitch I've seen all night. This guy is ahead of his years at 22 years old. This is an ace in the making and and is already pitching like an ace. You put it out on the JB Stats and Info on our Twitter. We'll put that link in the episode description. We're talking stats all day long. You put it out yourself. I'm not going to take away your thunder. Tell me what record Hunter Green just broke of Jacob DeGrom. We even posted it on our TikTok. Hunter Green last night threw 39 pitches, 100 miles an hour and above. That is the most ever in one start. Jacob DeGrom held the record before with 33 pitches and one start above 100 miles an hour. Hunter Green just sent that record to the moon. 39 pitches. This guy is throwing harder as a starter than we've ever seen someone do. He's changing baseball changing baseball and we're trying to change the way that you think about your fantasy roster so the two players i have to pick up elias diaz of the colorado rockies at your catching position and jose siri the outfielder for the houston astros currently available in over 98 percent of leagues and my two streamers for the week for pitchers give me jesus Cesardo tuesday at home against the cardinals and against the braves on sunday and then also give me josiah gray of the washington nationals faces the Diamondbacks today, and then the Giants on Saturday. That's the best one. Go run and pick that guy up now. Um, I had Joe Adele, Aaron Ashby. I think you should pick him up as well. Eric Lauer's a really good streamer this week. One guy or two guys I want to finish on and just bring up before we close out, Peter. Keep Ramon Laureano. 
on your watch list. He's still 18 games away from, from returning from his suspension, but that's a guy that will go from being 12% owned right now all the way up to, you know, 60% owned because he displays power and speed combo. Um, and he's going to be hitting third or fourth in that A's lineup. And it's crazy that we're still saying this, but Michael Conforto is not on a baseball team yet. So keep him on your watch list. If he signs with a free agent, you want to be the first to pick him up. Don't forget about Michael Conforto. Don't forget about that name because once he signs, he's going to be one of the better outfielders in fantasy baseball and just needs a team, you know? Yep. Yep. And before we go, I just wanted to bring up Kyle Wright because he's looked like a different pitcher. Um, he's already owned in like 60% of leagues. People were really on top of that, but I did just want to bring up that we didn't forget about Kyle Wright. And he's looked, he's looked like a different pitcher, Peter. Velocity's up. He's throwing his slider with more velocity as well. He's getting more whiffs on his pitches. I, I think he might be here to stay. I'm not sure how much upside there is there, but I think he's a, you know, a three, 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 four ERA is not out of the question this year for a guy that was a former number one overall pick, right? Number, number five overall, number three, number overall. Three. Okay. the Braves. He was a really good pitcher in college, a really high floor guy scuffled a little bit in his first kind of, you know, dipping his toes into major league baseball. And I feel like the prospect fatigue was so real with him. People just kind of forgot, you know, he's not flashy. He's not throwing hundred miles an hour. So when he struggled, people just kind of like, all right, Kyle Wright, just another one of those guys. He's not another one of those guys. He is a really good pitcher. So that'll do it for this episode and not gambling advice. We're here every, well, not every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, talking gambling, talking fantasy baseball, but the Monday episode will always be waiver wire pickups and fantasy pitchers to stream. Go join our chalkboard. It's our baseball group chat. Think of it as discord, but geared towards sports. That's in our episode description. Colby and I were talking baseball all day long, along with the rest of the just baseball staff. Go give us a follow on Twitter at gambling underscore advice. That's in the episode link description as well. Anything else before we say goodbye, Colby? We went nine and one yesterday gambling, Peter, or not gambling, that is. So let's keep the hot streak going. This man was six and oh, five and oh, whatever it was. Incredible day for you. Let's keep the hot streak going. Happy belated Easter Ramadan, Passover to everybody that celebrates, and um, have a good week. Whatever you celebrate, we're glad that you're listening in with us, and we love you. And with that, thank you, everybody.